Welcome to the ATG podcast, Keegan. How's it going? Excellent. Thank you. How are you? Good. My, uh, my usual unorganized garage self might get a little makeover soon. I found a little office for rent on the corner of my house and, uh, I'm going to try to make it like a studio so I can just up the quality podcast daily videos. I put out these daily videos, but most people don't see the amount of takes I had to redo because the Chihuahua next door was barking or because it was so sometimes it's so hot outside the phone dies. So I will have oftentimes the videos people see was like maybe my seventh try at that video because the phone kept dying or something. Um, maybe that's why the, maybe that fuels the passion of the video, but what, what's new with you? A lot of reps. Uh, yeah. we, we got a little, uh, a little fireball. So we cooked some meat up on the lawn yesterday. That was the oh, exciting wow. news at our house. The kids, the kids are loving it. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll have to inter, we'll have to intersperse a diet podcast soon. So, yep. So I'm going to set this, I'm going to set a 20 minute timer here and we're going to dive into knees and the timer's on 20 minutes, knee numbers. We can just alternate. So what we want to do here is not just, you know, talk about a number, but I think help illuminate the strategy of getting to that number. You know, how do we try to get there with zero dense standards and, you know how to how to safely get there so let's throw one at me uh i think we should start with a step up yeah that's what i wanted to start with too um so you know basic data for people you can do a step up with the flat foot so the ankle mobility would be worked there quality exercise now if you elevate with the slant board it becomes more of a of a knee exercise and now if you remove the slant board it becomes more of a, a foot Achilles ankle strength exercise. So like, I, I would say if we had to start with one of those in terms of like measurement sake, I would say we would pick the slant board one because I feel like that's the one that you really, you can't run, you can't hide. It's like right to the knee. So I saw you doing those recently, um, you know, for high reps, like tapping. Let's talk about some numbers with that. Let's talk about, you know, strategies with that. Yeah, I, th I think they're massively underestimated and, and brutal. You know, like a lot of guys with the pushing double bodyweight back squat plus will be humbled by this. And we had, you know, Kevin Simmons, who's been to CrossFit games and uh, some serious weightlifting numbers, you know, talking about how hard it was to hit that dense strength uh, Poliquin step up standard, you know, with the, these guys have uh, been kind of quad masters and it's, it, it's, it can take a lot of, uh, a lot of work and specialization, but then, if you do have that special strength in that angle, in that position, the amount of bulletproofing that you get is going to carry over to everything else that you want to achieve. You know, like people want to jump into split squats. So they want to jump into the human knee extension. Um, well, yeah, there's a long, uh, the reverse step ups, the foundation. Yeah. So yeah. in zero, we want to, we want to have mobile ankles and we want to have, we want to have strong soleus and tibia out. Like we don't want to, power up a knee on a weak ankle so that's the first concept so in zero we're not even approaching that it's kind of nice the way mother nature worked out that actually we can really prep our ankles um, and get a baseline of knees without any equipment now we add the slant board the first goal is five sets of 20 in 10 minutes just with your own body weight six inch box plus the heel elevated by a slant board and then for someone who's dominated that like that's already most basketball players with knee pain I mean, they would go to even step down. They, they wouldn't even be able to do that. 
So I put like really basic notes by each key exercise. And the note I put for the Poliquin step up, meaning the heel elevated reverse step up is regression. So you take someone who has knee pain and they say, oh, I can't do that. Now, maybe they hold two PVC pipes, you know, and they, they do it assisted. Do the five sets of 20. By the end of the session, they go, well, now I don't have knee pain. And they go out and play it. Now basketball got easier. If you look at sport, I think there's no more relative knee exercise to sport than the Poliquin step up. I mean, that is the sporting position. And like you said, I've seen strong guys, but who aren't as athletic as they would like to be, let's say, or they, or they're strong, but they have knee pain. And then that exercise often humbles them. And the, the really freakiest, freakiest jumping guys, number one, that can help them get out of knee pain and jump without knee pain. They're freakishly strong on that extension. It's massively in the tendon. It's, it's like you're loading right into the tendon. So regression and just doing it once a week, I think. So I think it's kind of a mistake to try to think that one of these numbers is like, that's the only key number. And then just hit that one all the time because tendons take longer to recover than muscle. So I feel like that's part of the magic of what we're on to is the right mixture of qualities, getting a targeted session. You do five sets of 20 with your body weight in 10 minutes, you're going to feel it no matter who you are, meaning you're going to produce change in your VMOs and patellar tendons. Do it once a week. Let your, you know, let your life change over time. Now, I think when you've mastered that five sets of 20 body weight, then 10 sets of 10 with weight in 20 minutes. So I, I think you take, you take the sets, you double the sets. This is kind of how I'm doing dense lately. You have a baseline of mastering your, your weight, you know, or, or very lightweight. Then you double the sets, you cut the reps in half and you double the time. So 10 sets of 10 in 20 minutes, six inch box, heel elevated. I think 50% of body weight is a good mark. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, th I think if someone's hitting that, then, you know, that, that's when you're getting into the fun stuff. That's when, you know, the guys that are pushing the dunks and uh, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a strong foundation there for everything else that you want to do. You're going to have that really strong muscle activation. Like that's one of the big benefits of, of this kind of work is that you really get the strong mind muscle connection. So you can contract that muscle hard. Uh, when you get into the other and really feel the quads on your, on your other movements that we're going to go through. Um, yep. So, yep. Yeah, that's so that my conclusion on that one is Poliquin step up. That is sport and life. And so the trick there is to understand regression and just power through regression, doing it once a week. And honestly, it can, it can change your life, but thinking, Oh, I can't do that. Well, that means that sport and life is going to be pretty tough on your knees. So people with chronic knee pain, that's one that I see almost the biggest change, like of where they start to where they end up. So yeah. uh, I'll throw, I'll throw the next one out and we'll jump uh, to the back of the knee and let's, let's jump to Nordic because you've really helped us with the Nordic system of, okay, the freaks can do the Nordics. Okay. I mean, this, this is a coaching podcast. I trained a guy in person, $365 million contract. If you do a little Googling search, it won't be that hard to find who it is. Uh, known for his speed. He's, he's made his money off his speed. And it was other things that have helped him get over like a, like a chronic knee condition that's symptom free, but the Nordic, honestly, he could do as well as I could from day one, you know, I mean? day one, he can do those levitating Nordics thigh below 45 degree day one. So we want that break it down for us. How do we get there? 
Well, there are different ro- roads that can take us there. I, I think the original, I mean, there's been some evolution within the ATG system. Uh, I really like what you've just recently delivered there with, you know, making sure you control to at least that 45 degrees. So you're getting a, yep. a good uh, amount of, of tension. I'll, I'll link that video. Yeah. Yep. I'll link that video. Actually, sorry. What am I talking about? Drew, my Drew boy. Drop it over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Do so, it right now. Show what so that's going to, that's going to get the muscle growth going. And that's going to also be actually a bit safer. That first uh, sort of 45 degrees, there's not as much uh, stretch on the connective tissue. So it's going to be a little bit safer. Um, it's when people get too excited about, you know, being uh, doing the same as you doing the cheetah repetitions and doing the Martin St. Louis early on in the journey, then you have that extreme impulse in the bottom position. And sometimes, you know, people aren't, aren't ready for that. So that's what I think we need to be, be patient with and be careful about is that, yes, we want to hit these numbers, but it's not, it's about the pain-free number and it's about, um, chasing perfection or, you know, perfecting the movement rather yep. than chase the number itself doesn't matter. Right. Like you want to be dunking. You don't want to be poliquining. Right. Just like a good power lifter, you, you don't become a good power lifter overnight. So we're only, we're only applying the best, you know, strength philosophies to areas that people really haven't applied strength philosophies to. So if we look at the Nordic, I think a good baseline before even attempting Nordics is flat ground, ATG split squats, heel up, you know, full knee cut, like full knee bend should be pain-free before you start trying to work the Nordic, in my opinion. And I think you should have pretty lengthened hip flexors. And I think you should be able to do a palms to floor elephant walk and, and build up, build up some time under tension back behind those knees, have a baseline of body weight, strength, and flexibility. Um, before you then start doing the Nordic, which is such a high contraction exercise. So I would say you're going to palms to floor elephant walk, flat ground, ATG split squat, good baseline. Now you start training the Nordic in dense. Just do it once a week, five sets of five in five minutes, trying to get your thigh to 45 degrees before you tap out, you know, and, and elevating and using assistance if you have to. And I've got new hamstring soreness. I haven't had in a long time. I got to tell you on Monday, the hell day is it Wednesday <laughs> on Monday? Um, I started adding weight. So I'm, I'm back on dense and all I did is I added load to that five. So it's interesting that I don't even think you have to get fancier. Um, I added weight to the five sets of five eccentrics in five minutes. And, um, I have whole new hamstring soreness that I haven't had in a long, long time. Then in standards, I'm going to go back to the Marty St. Louis style. So we'll just show that on camera. Glutes contract first, abs come off the bench. This is a very athletic thing. When Marty did this, he was 35 years old, leading the NHL in scoring. And his trainer is an awesome trainer. Said it's in an article said that Marty was the only guy out of 25 pro hockey players he was training who could do that. That's what got me onto the Nordic when I saw that. Just like when I saw Dmitry Klokov do a flat pancake, and I was nowhere near a flat pancake at the time. And I just had an aha moment that, wow, my potential is actually bigger, and I've just been a wuss, you know. I've just been lying to myself about what I could achieve. So that, that brought my pursuit and we loaded up these Nordic benches in ATG and we elevated the Nordic benches or elevated the hips. Um, you know, same concept. And we just, we just pushed towards that Marty St. Louis and it works for a lot of people, but for some people it was too rough. So now break down the short range concept, because now what we do in dense is Mondays, we work the Nordic after the, after the prep of the elephant walk, the ATG split squad and zero. So now Mondays in dense work the, the Nordic five sets of five in five minutes, just eccentric. And then Friday before we squat, we work short range knee flexion. 
and I'll add that we start doing the slam for Jefferson curl. So we're keeping in that, that lengthening effect in the hamstring. I feel like all three of those makes a much safer journey. So maybe break down this, this, uh, you know, why not Nordic twice? Why Nordic once short range knee flexion, break down short, short range, long range. Yeah. So to me, this is really where a lot of the magic of the ATG system lies in being able to train the muscle without really challenging the connective tissue as much. So the relative tension on the short exercises is with the muscle. If you think of the RDL and you know, you have that really sort of tearing sensation, it's neural, like everything's being pulled. That's long range. That's the extreme of long range. So when we go to the other extreme of short range with like the, the monkey, um, monkey or even, yeah. And I think someone could easily use a leg curl machine and do the same, you know, and yeah, any kind of, contraction where the heel is up near the butt or a sort of like a 90 degree angle at the knee, then it's going to be much, much more muscle dominant, which is going to be great for getting the mind muscle connection and not challenging the connective tissues as much because we only really want to hit connective tissues hard sort of once a week. And we don't want to be hitting the same pattern multiple times. Tendons a week. take longer for anyone. Tendons take longer to recover than muscles, but tendons pound for pound are stronger than muscles, but they get less blood flow. Tendons are the trick of the Michael Jordan. They don't tire out as fast because they get less oxygen, but because they get less oxygen, they recover slower. So adding in that muscle session of the short range allows us to train that knee flexion, you know, twice a week, much safer. People are making much faster gains and, and much safer gains. Yeah. So you gain strength, but you also kind of bulletproof and recover from, from the other session. I think you're getting that effect on the quad as well. It's goes on, on both sides of the joint. Yep. I, I think this is a perfect time. You know, I like keeping these simple 20 minute sessions. We've got about seven minutes, little over seven minutes left and we've covered two exercises. So let's be realistic and let's cover one more exercise. And I actually think this is a great way to start it because we talked about the Poliquin step up. We talked about the Nordic. So, and now we've talked about actually, you know, short range knee flexion, which for that, whether it's a monkey foot or a leg curl, I don't like worrying about a number on that. I feel like that's just much more personal. You should get like a, a you know, really killer pump and, and work the area. Whereas the Nordic is like more measurable. It's kind of obvious. Um, you know, if you're dropping like a sack of potatoes on a Nordic, that means your ACL might drop like a sack of potatoes too. Not to mention the potential effects for speed and, and one foot jumping. Well, the Poliquin step up is short range on knee extension. So if we finish out with a long range knee extension exercise, so a long range quad exercise, let's just take, I, I think we could just take the, what do you want to take split squat or VMO squat? Uh, I think we have to do split squat. You know, that's the, all right. The ATG take, an, take an ATG split squat, which the better the split squat gets, the more gains in any kind of squat. We've had actually a number of massive power lifters lately are getting onto the ATG split squat and it's plateau busting their powerlifting squat. So you're right. The ATG split squat is going to be more fundamental. So now let's break down. Why don't you break down the difference for us with short range, long range, and actually one quick visual drew. So let's put the starting position of a Nordic. So the very start before we initiate, you see that when the knee is flexed like that, there's no load yet. Now on the Nordic, as we lower down, it gets tougher. But when we start a leg curl, there's no load yet. And then as we bring it closer, so it's, it's the two opposites. So I just wanted to conclude that. So hopefully everyone listening understands the concept of short range, long range on, on knee flexion. Now knee extension, breakdown, short range, long range, Poliquin step up versus ATG split squat. 
Yep. So in the poliquin version, you, you're not getting that closing of the knee joint. Therefore, the quad is not getting stretched. Now with the leverage, it doesn't mean there, there is still a lot of tension, but you're not, you're not getting that full, uh, you know, stretch of all the connective tissues. So when yep. we then go into the split squat, we're closing the joint completely, which is going to have a bigger impact on the joint surfaces, but it's also going to mean that we're strengthening under that lengthened uh, position. So it's going to have a, a significantly different impact uh, on the muscle. And, and we've found that by strengthening both positions, you get faster gains in both of them um, and, you know, bigger bulletproofing effect. So. Uh, yep. And, yeah. and I've worked with plenty of guys who suffer at one end or, or the other. And it's not uncommon even to be very good at the ATG yeah. split squat, but if you haven't, and that's why it's like, Oh, if you could choose one or the other, I mean, like, I feel like the gains are exponential long-term by working both of them really honestly, you know, at your level. And I told you, I put a note next to each thing. And with Nordic, my nor my note was tendons, meaning like it sounds good in theory to just work the Nordic all the time, but we found it works better to work it, you know, once a week with the, uh, with the Poliquin step up, we talked about regression, meaning the power of rather than avoiding that actually using assistance, if you have to using body weight, whatever, and getting in the work with the ATG split squat, what I noted was form. So form of an ATG split squat. If you start cheating your depth, you're cheating the purpose of that exercise. So why don't you break that down for us as well? You know, how does form relate? And, and then we can also look at some numbers, obviously in, in zero, we're talking about, you know, no weight and we're trying to get maximum coverage now in dense, when we start adding weight, that's when we find it more advantageous to start working that, that heel to the floor. Um, our quote unquote standard is 25% of body weight each hand for 10 reps, but the most powerful guys I've seen get up to like hundred percent of body weight on this, the, the difference. Why don't, so why don't you talk about the difference there in terms of using the weight? What happens if we shorten our range? Why is form important on this? Yeah. So 90% of guys hearing that are going to be like, okay, I'm going for that hundred <laughs> percent plus and you know, you're going to do that at all costs. So it's about the number. And then you get a message of like, oh, I got to the hundred percent, but my knee hurts or I'm not jumping that well. And then it's like, well, okay, show me the video. And and then it's like, yeah, no, that's not what it is. And, and so you're just not going to get the result that we're talking about with, you know, half of the, half of the movement, um, cutting the movement short is going to mean you cut out the hip flexor. It means you, you don't get that full regeneration of the joint surfaces, the meniscus uh, cartilage. So um, it's, it's, yeah, the, the best thing is to be patient with the loading and, you know, especially if you're doing multiple sets and warm up sets and that sort of stuff, like make sure you really are hitting that full rock bottom position and make that the signature, you know, and, and um, yeah, then you've got something to compare against for your top weight. Yep. You just illuminated something massive, I think, which is, this is a long range exercise, long range, long term, you know, like the, the gains from, come from that every inch you stop shorter, you didn't actually load the air. If you put more weight on the bar, but stop shorter, you didn't actually load the area you're trying to load. So your body only knows the load you're putting on it. And it can be very hum. Some of these long range exercises can be very humbling if you treat them with a powerlifting mindset. So even for the powerlifters, they're getting results on their squat, which is more of a mid range, you know, performance is going to 
end up more in that mid range, but we can use this short and long range to get entirely new adaptations, bulletproofing. So long range, long term with your ATG split squat, I would say make your goal form, meaning like if I'm making a post about ATG split squat, if you're making a post about ATG, impress me with your depth. Don't impress me with the load. And because of how that's going to bulletproof you, the loads will get lighter. And particularly the ATG split squat is not the sport. Dunking is the sport. The speed is the sport. The Olympic lift. What Perfect example is when you see Olympic lifters setting a new squat PR, but it's like, you ever see one of those like squat PRs set by an Olympic lifter, but then it's like, that wasn't even as deep as you have to get to get under a clean or a snatch, you know, when you kind of like stop short to like set a new PR and, you know, so if it's, you know, this is your accessory work, get deeper on an ATG split squat and put in the work. If you do 10 sets of five, and I'm liking for this one, five sets of 10 in 10 minutes to like lay a foundation, then 10 sets of five in 20 minutes to build strength. If you do your 10 sets of five, you don't have to stress for PR weights. You see what I mean? So talk about that dense concept. We've only got two seconds left. So give us your best breakdown in, in one. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So we can, but that, that was 20 minutes. So it's a perfect time, I think, to talk about we're taking, you know, some of these exercises that we want for long-term results, break down the dense concept versus just doing like, cause I'll see in programs often for people like three sets of five, and you're just like working up to like some, you know, heavy weight one time or something. So break down how dense is going to affect people on ATG split squat. Yeah. So the idea of accumulating practice and giving the tissues some real stimulus to respond to and adapt to is, is the foundation of the dense work where you get to be really consistent and it's kind of self-limiting. Like if you set too much weight on dense, because you use the same weight for each set. So if you choose yep. too much weight, then you're going to tap out early. You're not going to, you're not going to finish it. So it's self-limiting that you have to be more conservative with the load. Um, and that means that we, we get to build that consistency quality movement. And it gives us a, I guess an excuse to leave the ego out. You know, there's no, there is no top set that you have to psych yourself up for because we often spend so much neural energy and judge our quality, you know, the quality of the session on that one top set. This is another philosophy of training to more towards accumulation. So which, true. Or yeah. how many times in the past did I hit a PR, but through pain, that's not helping me yeah, exactly. with my goal. In fact, yeah. it could be detracting it and setting up a mental F me point later on because I'm comparing myself to a painful PR. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so we're talking with this stuff, we're talking about taking off the knee sleeves and embracing, you know, what we can do. So to recap numbers there, I would say, 10 sets of 10 in 20 minutes, Poliquin step up, six inch box, no pain, no drop, you know, full control. And then I would say with the Nordic, well, flat bench, Marty St. Louis up, cheetah down, getting the thigh below 45 degree. And I would say split squat. I would say for right now, I would put it also at half body weight, meaning, but let's say half body weight for 10 sets of five flat ground without any pain. That could be with dumbbell or bar on back bar on front, I actually think is the king of that one, but I think that one's better when you are going to do a program like standards where you at least allow yourself to kind of peak up to a weight because it's just easier to ditch out. But I don't, for, for dense where you're getting all those sets in, I'm not saying you couldn't go bar on front, but 
I feel like I can focus on the movement a little more for 10 sets of five with the bar on, with a bar on back or with dumbbells. So, um, I, I think, I think half body weight, but really dominating that. What do you think for the yeah, number I, there? I love the, I love these numbers for athletes because it takes away that mentality of the weight room being where you compete. And, you know, there may be a time and a place in some programs to have one top set for building morale and, and that sort of thing. But for the majority of people, the majority of the time, um, you, you want to leave your best for, 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 for somewhere else, you know, and that's the way this training is designed where you, you accumulate this huge base. So when you do go and, you know, you want to sprint or you want to go and play your sport, then that reserve is there. The capacity in the tissues is there um, and yep. the capacity is there for the whole game. It's not like you can have one great effort, but by the end of the game, you're really vulnerable because you don't have the miles, you know, the, the volume in the tissues, you know, you're getting that volume. So you yep. just don't get the same damage in, in it in your actual sport or when you go out and do something. Yeah. And no one's even trained. Like we're talking for more than a few years, meaning like life is long. So what we're talking about now, the whole ATG system is still totally new in terms of like, you know, no, no one has done what we talked about in this podcast for decades. And in fact, those who have guys like Stefan Holm who did, squat rock bottom yet do high jump for decades are total outliers or Jonathan Edwards doing Nordics for 20 years. You know, so people have done this kind of stuff. I would even say Kadur Ziani has really worked a lot of these kind of concepts, you know, for many, many years. So my point is just that like, even if you're starting, even for myself, there's no way I've put in more than three years of consistent work. So I'm still a newbie. Imagine telling a bodybuilder or a powerlifter you've been training for three years. You know what I mean? And you want to do something super advanced. So I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with, you know, with treating these that even if you can do that 50%, why not dominate it, you know, even better. You know what I mean? So you got your zero phase, your dense phase. So in that dense phase, even if you can do the 50%, why not get even more control, even more dominance? You know what I mean? Rather than worrying about more weight. Then in standards with perfect form, go ahead and let yourself build up, you know, to a weight you're, you're happy, you know, a pain-free set you're happy with. So that's kind of my conclusion on it as well is that we can't forget that life is long. If we've only been doing this stuff for a matter of a few years or, or less, I think there would be more benefit by getting to a good baseline number and then like really polishing that at this stage. So any, any last words on this one, I'll, I'll title this one as, you know, Poliquin step up Nordic ATG split squat, you know, um, I hope we got across the message that squats and deadlifts are not going to optimize your athleticism. Like all the details that we're giving here, like this is what your body actually needs to you know, follow human engineering. Like as we zoom out a little bit, like this is, this is different. <clears throat> and I think we've explained why. Yeah. These are going to be foundational qualities that then see how you're doing in your sport, see how you're doing at your life goals. Do you need to add squats or deadlifts? You definitely don't need to. If you wanted to, your positioning would be phenomenal to do them. You know, 100%. and we're very strict. We try to make every, I keep looking and polishing and, and trying to make every session 30 minutes. That way I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to judge anything for you beyond the ATG system. I'm trying to polish the ATG system. I'm only going to live the ATG system and see, you know, I've already gotten beyond the bulletproofing and athleticism goals that I had set for myself. So why the heck would I alter that now? So that's why I'm just staying with zero dense standards and trying to stay with those safe concepts that have already worked and then just get better at them. Like 
like how I added on Monday, how I added weight to my five set of five eccentric on Nordic. So even though I'm quote unquote advanced, I'm back doing the five set of five and five minute eccentric only not fancy, but by adding load, it's giving me the same gain I got when I was a newbie doing that. You see what I mean? So anyways, that's, that's kind of my conclusion on that is that yes, our, our mission is to create these foundational things that are not sport that can help you with whatever sport or training you wanted to add. I feel like would be so much safer, whether it's an Olympic lift or a squad or a deadlift. And we're seeing, we're seeing new PRs from people at the top of those games. So Keegan, and I could talk all day, you know, we'll shut up yep. now. Thanks. We could. Thank you. Thanks for watching and listening.